Hey guys! This is ABK coming at you with another podcast. My name is Ariana. I'm Brienne. And I'm Kennedy. And today we have two guests today. Would y'all like to introduce yourselves? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, my name is Trisha Lee. You can find me on Instagram at uh, Tastefully Trish and on Twitter at MKBye. <laughs> this is Keon Kendrick. You can follow me on Instagram, Keon underscore Kendrick. And Keon underscore er, Keon under wait my bad <laughs> podcast poppy on Twitter podcast poppy on Twitter is the best way to find me. All right, yep, that's our two guests for today. Um, this week, you know, it's gonna be a regular chill week. This weekend was great. Job good weekend. Um, I went to go see Brett Fias essentially hump air. Yes, me and too. Oh, I I'm gotta sorry. say, yeah, we went there. To everybody that really sat outside from like 4 p.m. and still wasn't able to get in, it sucks to be you. I cut you off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that. You gotta, you gotta do. No, like, like no. So JB, right? He was in the front of the line. He was in the very front he of the line. He didn't call nobody. No, nothing. call nobody. Oh, no, 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 I no, paid no, fifteen no, no. dollars to hold get up, to the hold front. Hold up, hold up, but let me tell you how he got to the front of the line. You had to pay twenty five dollars to cut the line. Who because, said that? Uh, what did you pay? Yeah, he paid. He paid somebody uh, twenty five dollars to cut the line and be all the way up at the front. And she was like, "No, I'm so serious. You're gonna have to give me my twenty five. And then I saw like. You know, some of the people that I know at the campus that was on, they were in the lines. Like, I and I'm talking maybe like two, three people behind JB. I'm like, all right, no, I can, I can go. Hi, Key, I would have said 20 yeah. I would have bought me a whole Nintendo Switch right then and there. Like, yeah. you know what? Nintendo Switches are only $20 now? No, depending on how sure many people. Did. Bum rush them. Like, oh, yeah, I'll let 10 people and then $20. When 6.30, $20. When 6.30 came, like, everybody just bum rushed the front. So, like, from the moment they opened the doors, like, I saw JB, and then I no longer saw JB. <laughs> and, like, it was in a matter of that, because people were bum rushing. Yeah, of course. Yep, I don't like that. Like, we were getting pushed. But, nah, uh, Brett Fias is good music. He, has he was great. And I peeped some of, like, a couple yeah. of girls went to his hotel room. I mean, I'm, I'm not assuming y'all did nothing. But that's dope, because he's a dope guy. He can sing. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I saw that. I'm like, they're lucky. That's pretty cool. But, all right. Our topic for this episode is, um, excuse me, things no one wants to talk about. Ooh. Things no one wants to talk about. And it's divided up. And the first thing we're going to talk about is um, clout chasers. Yes, clout chasers and flexors. flexors. I forgot that quick. All right. So, Um, in my personal opinion, I mean, like, in a way, we're all kind of like clout chasing when we post on Instagram, but not as overt as some people are. I mean, like, you post something on Instagram and you think, I hope I get this many likes, or like, I hope you post something on Twitter, you hope you get retweets and stuff like that. I think it goes too far when people change their whole personality on social media, like present an image of themselves that just isn't true in order to get those retweets and those likes. Just be wary of that. I don't necessarily agree with that. I feel like just because you post on what you're doing on social media doesn't necessarily make you a cloud chaser. I feel like, or even like a flexor, you know, some people are really like posting what they're going through and what they're living. Like I, on my uh, Instagram, I have a video of me like Euro stepping and this was when Drake dropped Scorpion and I was in Europe. I was in London Euro stepping at Paddington Station. How is that not a flex? Exactly. I mean, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let me tell you how it's not a flex because actually, no, I was flex. No, was flex. Like, I mean, but no, like I, I saved the money. I went over there, you know. And you should be proud of that. There's nothing wrong with flexing the, and every once the, in a while. Now, I think clout chasing is the problem. <laughs> that's where the true problem begins. But no, that's. I mean, that's really all I have to say about it, honestly. Um, I don't like clout chasers, and I mean, to an extent, I do believe we have a little bit of like, oh, you know, I kind of want this X amount of likes or retweets or whatever when we post a picture on Instagram or Twitter and whatnot, 
But I think if you try to always post on your social media like you just live this perfect life and you so quote-unquote spoiled and this, that, and the third, like you're looking for social media for validation and that's not cool. Like you need to look within yourself and validate yourself before you use social media because I feel like if you don't have that foundation before you use social media, you're going to be forever lost and forever in this constant uh, circle of who can validate me and feel like I'm worthy. So... That's what I gotta say about it. Also, be careful what you flex, especially with money, because people do rob people. Like, if you're always flexing about money and having all these luxurious cars and things like that, somebody might know somebody in your circle and they might be a rat and they're not cool. They don't have your best interest at heart and that could not lead to anything good. Right. I don't really know. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If I, like, spend money on something that's expensive, I'm gonna flex, like, on social media because I earned that money. Why wouldn't I want to be proud of, you know what I'm saying? Talk Absolutely. No, I, there's nothing wrong you with know? it. You know, I mean, I'm not like, I agree with like the clout, what y'all said about like clout chasing and stuff. That's so annoying because you'll see someone on social media and then you'll meet them in person and it's just like. <laughs> two different vibes. <laughs> two different vibes. Two different people. Like a lot of YouTube people, they flex mm. and stuff like that. And then there's been people who <laughs> meet them in person and they're like, this person about. was just something else. Mmm. So, I mean, I'll, like, I'll, fle- like, I flex on, like, Snap all the time. If I have it, I'm going to flaunt it. I'm not going to lie. I work hard for my money, so that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I agree with, I honestly agree with all y'all. Yes. So the problem is inauthenticity, inauthenticity, not yeah. necessarily posting for cloud or, like, to flex on anything. Mm-hmm. That's the root of the issue. Yeah. That's just me. But I think, like, I agree with that too. But it's like, people do a lot of stuff for just to get famous. Mm. Like, they do everything just to get famous. TikTok, Twitter, anything just to get famous. And it's just like, where's the, where's the authenticity of everything? Like, yeah, you have cloud chasers just to like chase that, chase it for like anything. Like, what was that one challenge that the Tide Pod challenge? You know, mm. Oh yeah. Like just chasing clout just to get famous to the point of like, oh, you probably gonna kill yourself or something over something like that. Wasn't there like a seizure challenge? Like yeah. People were like doing what? That was messed up. Yeah, yeah that was actually the day after, uh, what is it? Juice, Juice World. World died. Oh, they did it to yeah. his music. That was messed up. Yeah. And they were doing it to his music. Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, just to get famous on the cool. internet. That's not cool. Yeah. yeah. Do something positive. To Please. get famous. No. Make a change. Plant trees. Something. Plant trees. Clean up the ocean. Anything like that. All right. So, <laughs> fun topic. The most debatable topic. The division between African and African Americans. Let's talk about that. What's going on about that? Mr. Keon. I I felt it. Honestly, that's that's something I, I personally felt. Some of my closest friends are like African. When I say African, they're like the Gambian and Ghana. And since I've been here at UNT, they are Nigerian. And you know, I will say, like as I've gotten older, I've realized like depending on like the person, that gap isn't as wide as what some people might think it is. But I feel like it all comes down to the person because like. I've dealt with people, I've dealt with Africans that straight up looked at me as an African-American as if I was like a second class, like black person. And I'm like, fam, like, I come from Jamaican roots, so it's 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 a different, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I come from more of like a Caribbean background, so for me, it was like, like, we, we are y'all kind of thing, except we got, we got captured, y'all did you, that's really it. <laughs> Um, I have a very like interesting perspective on this particular issue because, well, in the most technical form, I am literally an African American. My mother was born in the Democratic Republic of Congo in Kinshasa, but like I was born in Belgium. And when I come here, I speak like every other black person in Texas right now. So like, I don't really come off as particularly foreign or African looking just from like how you see me. So it depends on which circles that I'm in. Like when people found out that I was African in elementary school, I got 
relentlessly bullied for it. Like I was called an African booty scratcher. I was like asked if I lived in a hut. It was disrespectful on all accounts. But like also when I was hanging out with older African folks that like migrated here and like didn't go to school or hang out with like uh, African Americans, just strictly hung out with people who were from Africa like them, like mostly people who were like from their country. Like if you were from Congo, you hung out with Congolese folks, not with uh, people from Nigeria, talking about African Americans as if they were like the worst kind of people, like un like not willing to work as hard as Africans were. So that is interesting to say the least. My intake on it is I had a Nigerian stepfather and um, I, I, you know, when it came to him, he didn't expressly show like his disinterest with African-Americans, but I can just sense it. Um, the lady that does my hair back in my hometown and her husband uh, passed away years ago, rest in peace to him, but he did not like Americans and I think it was particularly African Americans too. He always talked mess about Africa. I mean uh, about America and I think he looked down on like black Americans and I just personally don't understand it like I I know that We ourselves African Americans were not born in Africa, but like we are still black Like it should be some unity there. It shouldn't be no division. I don't understand why in the black community There's always some division. You know what I mean? So it shouldn't be some um Oh well, you're you can't wear daishiki. You never been to Africa, or this, that, and third. Like, we need to have more of a unity on that. So that's my take on it. Um, I'm gonna be real and honest. I'm Caucasian, so I'm not going to speak on something that I'm not educated about. I mean, I would love to be more educated about it. Like, I'm just I'm I'm not gonna speak on something that I'm not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have African Americans, you have Africans who live in Europe, you have Africans who live in Asia, Blasians, you have all of them. Why is there a division? Mm -hmm. Like there's no reason for there's no reason for it to be a division. Like everybody, yes. <laughs> um, educate us, please. This, educate us, miss. Before you get into your education, oh, I just want to say there's a lot of black people in this country that do not know where they're where they originated from in Africa. You're right. I but, don't know, but I would love to there, know. There there is a lot of people that don't know their family tree. They don't know their yeah, family background. And for a lot of black people we just can't ancestry.com this yeah. shit mm -hmm. and get results. Like we we really have to Money. be able to get ourselves in a better position for us to know our history as well. And I think that's where a lot of the divide can become unity, yeah. where you have black people that are that try to get to learn different cultures. Because for a person who's taking French and failing it drastically, <laughs> I'm I need your help if you speak French in the most desperate of ways. But like honestly, I was gonna I was literally gonna say that after my little wah wah wah. I'm like, there there is a reason. Like, yeah, I know that there is a reason, but it's like philosophically like. There shouldn't Why? be. There it shouldn't be. It's not there for, like, mm. I mean, like, no. do we have time to go into it? Mm -mm. Okay. Uh, because what happened was due to the African diaspora, many African-Americans uh, in the United States, as was pointed out by Kassan, uh cannot trace their ancestry yes. back to a specific country yeah. in Africa. And even the idea of having like tracing back to a specific country is kind of problematic because, you know, after World War One, I, I think, like uh, they, the decolonization of Africa was happening and then like European countries in America drew up country lines without paying attention to tribes. Yeah. So like, Countries, you know, it's a little problematic there, but um, Europe is problematic, America is problematic. The issue is, it's just like a lack of communication because, like, the image portrayed to the rest of the world is like 
from racism in the media mm-hmm. um, is that African Americans are constantly protesting, constantly unhappy with the status quo in America. And like, America is a very privileged country. We're like, hold so much of the wealth of this world. So what it looks like to people who aren't in Africa, uh, so aren't in America, I misspoke, is like y'all are unhappy for unreasonable reasons. Mm. And when uh, people migrate over here, they work, uh, they are willing to take whatever wage is possible so they don't understand mm-hmm. why y'all are unhappy with the money given to you. I'm not saying it should be there, but it is for a reason. All right. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, understood. Yeah, yeah. All right, what's the next topic? All right, topic two. After talking with Keon and the MC, this is this is topic two. Favoritism in pit. Oh shit. Favoritism in passing and failing of classes. Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna straight up tell you this right here right now. A good portion of why I'm at where I'm at in college is because my professors like me, mm. and that has to do strictly with my professors liking me. Mm. Because if a professor likes you. Let me tell you something. They willing to do whatever for you. I have my own podcast here on Anchor. Yet again, the last word. Y'all follow me. That I have my own. I have teachers that I've had from back at Colin that follow me to to even now at UNT. Like being liked by your professors makes a huge difference. And that alone will be the biggest difference. That could easily be the difference between you passing and failing a class. You showing up, you be not even showing up, because there's a couple of classes I got on me. But you know, when I'm there, they they're they're there and they're helping me out. Like, and that's the biggest thing. Being in the moment and understanding that you can network yourself to the best of your ability if you get your professors on board. Because if you have a podcast, something like this, you can get your best professors to help you. All right. I mean, like, it's not necessarily a secret. Like, syllabus week, uh, my freshman year, all of my professors were like, talk to people, network. It's the most important thing you can do here. And, like, it is. I mean, go to your classes, do the homework and pass. But, like, get to know your professors because, like, he's right. You have to, like, network with people in order to um, get the most that you can get out of your college experience. And that's really all I have to say on that. Okay, I agree with what the things y'all said. Like I've noticed um, back even at my old community college when I like took time like to go by my professor's um, office hours and ask them on intake about, you know, if I'm doing this essay correctly or this sign a third, they look at you, especially if you make good grades too. Like if you put in effort to make good grades, they're gonna look at you like, oh, you know, she's she takes it seriously, especially at community college is different because the classes are smaller. Mm-hmm. But um, they will they will take you more seriously, and they will more than likely maybe I don't know if it's happened to me, but maybe bump up your grade if you got that seventy nine or maybe that eighty nine. It might be like oh hey one point you know. But um, yeah, that's that's how I view it. And favoritism is real that's why you should always take schools because you don't know how that could benefit you like what if that professor can like write you an amazing recommendation letter for an organization or something you want to be in you know what i'm saying let me tell y'all rate my professor.com saved my life first of all make sure that you always go to rate my professor to see you know what kind of professor professors there are out there all my professors i've gone to rate my professor and I've had, all of them have been great. And I try to make sure that I connect with my professors, but I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of introverted. So I don't really, I don't want to say I don't talk in class. Like if I'm not, I don't talk when I'm not spoken to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's just how I am like in everyday life. But um, I have trouble going to class. Mm-hmm. That's my issue, is <laughs> actually going. Um, but other than that, he's right my professor. Very useful. Yeah. Honestly, I can stem back my favoritism. I mean, I couldn't, I can't te- technically say it was favoritism because she like my my teachers liked everybody. We knew, we grew up, we went through high school with these teachers, and I still somewhat keep in contact with these professors and like orchestra directors and stuff. We're we're friends on Facebook and stuff, but I can say you can get you can get a lot of you get you can get a lot done if you have like if you're really close with those professors and stuff. <laughs> 
like you can get into orgs, you can get recommendation letters like everybody said, you can get into special events if you're really, really cool with them. And honestly, I, I'm not too sure about UNT because I haven't been this my second semester, but when I get when I look back at community college, same thing. Like I was able to join, I had the ability to join an honor society, but I didn't do it because it was a lot of effort and time and my schedule and stuff. And I was going to Japan soon, so yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 a difference. It, it makes a big big difference. Really? I want to. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I was gonna say I want to add on that. Um, it wasn't with my professor, but I was an ambassador at my old community college. And I was, I, I took time. I really, you know, every time I gave a tour, I really sold Kilgore College and like, welcome to Kilgore and all that. When I got a job at the registrar's office, I didn't even have to go through an interview. Like the supervisor, she was like, I want her to work for me. Like she didn't even interview me. Like while she was, while she was training me, she was just like, okay, so what's your name? Okay, okay, what we're grading you in? Okay, okay, you have a good GPA? Okay, like, so it just really shows, like, not just in the classroom, but also in, like, different aspects of life. Really, like, do your best and not try to burn bridges because you don't know who's watching or who can recommend you to what. So, and also, my, my ambassador boss, we call her ambassador boss, when I was actually training to be an ambassador, the, um, the photographer of the school was looking for someone to be on the brochure of the college. And while I was training, my bachelor was like, oh, use her. So if y'all look up Kilgore College, look up Kilgore College, Ariana, an 18-year-old Ariana's on the front. So yeah, we just never know. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. I was yeah. like, oh, me? Me? <laughs> oh, what a privilege. Oh, wait. Great. My professor is out here saving lives. Saving lives. Yes, sir. You don't go to break my professor Money. before you. Before you pick your classes, you are doing yourself a major disservice. You know how many people I've told about that website? And they're like, what's that? They exactly. never heard of it. No. Also, also I'm going to also say this. People who go to UNT, faculty.unt.net, type in the professor or the class, and they'll give you everything that you need. Wait, 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 wait. What is that? Say, say it one more time for the people. So, faculty.unt.edu. It gives you. Let me, tell you, let me put y'all on this. This is what my advisor told me. This is smart. It's basically, you know, the spot, the spot evaluations? Yes. So it basically accumulates all the spot evaluations, and that's how you can see how the teacher is within the school. Holy oh. mac and cheese. Hey, so that's the real uncut. That's the real uncut. The real uncut. So you have rate, rate my professors is from students. Spot is from the university. Ooh. So if you want to know, so basically... So basically, it has Ray all the classes. professor got him at an A, but guess what? Yo, spotted, what is it? Spot, what? Spot evaluation. Spot got you at about an F, so we got to <laughs> Yeah. You, you roughly at a D minus. Yeah, so also about that too, it has all the classes that, that, that they taught. So if you're looking for like summer 2020 classes, Ooh. fall 2020 classes, Ooh. you can look back and see their syllabus and stuff. And their, and their CV. So, Where they gotta go? Tell them one more time. Faculty.unt.edu. Ooh. All right. Next topic, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's testimony. We got lively mm-hmm. on that one. Good. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. The next topic is generational curses. Ooh. 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 Relationships and finance. Yes. What? Ooh. You really feeling it? I am. Who, who really is going first? Who's going first? Keanu or Trisha? Do we want? Our host to go first? Yes, I actually I don't do want the host to go first. Do we want the host to go first? Come in. Yes, Ariana. Shoot. All right. Talk about generational curses. Cap, because let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I used to believe generational curses were a thing. I was like, okay, so I came from a single parent household. You know, there's a chance I might be in a single parent household when I have a kid. No, let me tell you something. I educated myself to know that you have to change your own habits and look within yourself to be on the, like, to do things different than what your family did. Don't automatically assume this happened to my mom or this happened to my grandma or this happened to my great-great-grandma, so this is going to happen to me. No. No, 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 no,
I, I, I came from poverty, I might still be in poverty, or I came from the hood, I might get back in the hood. No, like if you really want better for yourself, work towards it. Do something that can really benefit you to where you can break out of that mindset of, oh, this is a curse, this is going to, this is going to happen to me. So I think generational curses are caps. Finances, let me tell you this right here. For some reason, it's pertaining to black women. They believe that, for, I don't understand, when it comes to finances, they think black women will not be able to earn enough money or be able to be with, right, or be with a man that can make a lot of money. They just think black women and money just don't coexist. But do you know how many successful black women Yo, are I'm going to call a cap on that right See, here, right now. I have a black sister. I don't mean to cut you off, but I got a black sister who would be cr- who would be pissed off at me if she sat, if she knew I was sitting here and, and heard that and not say something. That is wild. It is My wild. sister's traveled the world like four to five different times That's she's dope. been to like thailand and asia she's a traveling nurse mm. securing the oh, yeah. biggest bag shout out to my sister i love you she needed but <laughs> no i mean and even when you look at it like demographically like black women make more money than black men so if which is old. if y'all broke we broke and how we gonna make it that's what I'll that's another thing don't don't it's not gold digger to be like you want a man your husband make at least six figures it's not it's not Okay, so if you know you don't want you want to live a certain lifestyle to be financially comfortable, you do not have to settle for less. Like, oh, he cute, you know, he might make fifty thousand dollars a year, but you know, he trying. Don't do that with potential. That's gonna put you back in a generational curse of what you were before. Think outside of the box. Do something different. What you think, Bree? Oh, I feel like you have to say something. Oh, I was vibing. I was listening. <laughs> she was like, I was vibing. She was like, I'm just enjoying my time. I see your eyebrows, and you're like. I just, what do you have there? I just think it's interesting, uh, this concept of generational curses, because I, as a person, do believe that they exist, but I don't think that they are, like, a terminal illness, you mm-hmm. know? Some people view them that way. Like, in life, you can, you can make choices, and that can affect your outbeing. Like, if your p- parents were divorced, and you see how they conducted their relationship and they you see that they were toxic even in co-parenting and you see that and you're like well that's just how parenting is and you like hold that in your heart and you pass that on to your children i feel like that's a generational curse Mm -hmm. but i think it's up to the individual to see something like that and be like that's not gonna be me so like i think they're real but i think they can be combated Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like just because your family turns out a specific way doesn't mean that you have to be that way. Mm-hmm. But finances is a whole nother ball game. Yeah. Because um, as most of us know, Ronald Reagan introduced crack cocaine into the black communities during the 80s, mm-hmm. which set us back uh, from the prosperities that could have happened during the civil rights era through the 60s through the 70s. So we didn't have, like, people who were affected by that did not have the opportunities to establish generational wealth. But that can end with you today. Like, you can change your whole family by just, like, making certain choices and getting certain jobs. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not a hindrance. Like, it is. Like, some people are born with the privilege of having, like, a family that comes from wealth. But, like, you're not completely tied to this idea of generational curses you have agency yeah generally it's not a thing the only thing that that i would say it's not really a generational curse like when it comes like because um i can't tell you how many people on my mom's side of the family and on my dad's side of the family who have mental illness Mm -hmm. that's just like genetics but other than that like um, I think that genetics could be part of a generational curse. You're right. It could because everyone. I, mean, I don't even want to get. I don't want to get into it. There's <laughs> a lot of people in my family who have mental illness, and it. And I do as well. So it's kind of like um, that's the only thing I can think about. But when it comes to finances and when it comes to your situation, my dad was homeless at the age of 13, and now he he's got a job. He supports a family. So. I just don't believe it. I feel like you're able to, if you're, if you don't want to be in a situation, 
Don't be get out of it. Get out of it. Like it's it's it might be hard, but you have to. Nothing in life is easy. You have to push through it. Exactly. Push through it. That's why when I see like homeless people, I I feel sad about it because you know there's a lot of veterans who are homeless and stuff like that, and families (laughs) who are homeless. I just feel like. And I think it's because my dad instilled in me because he was in that position. He's been through it. That if you want to get out of it, you can get out of it. Yeah. It's so possible. You have options. That's pretty much it. All right. Um, so, uh, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, 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 Generational curses. I believe they exist. Like, I can't. I don't. Hmm. I don't think I have one in my family, but I can see the families around me that they exist. Like I have friends or I've known people who like suffered through like so many different things, but when it when it finally led up to them, they're like, I don't know what to do. It's like, I know I need to do these things, but it's like, but it's just like, I don't know what to do. Like, can you help me? Can, you know what? You're yeah, right. That's what I was saying. <laughs> People, I know people. I tried to, I tried to help them get through their situations, but it's like I can't do it. I can't do it. I cannot do it. I'm like, I'm trying to help you. Let me say something. It's okay to ask for help. It is. It is. Like it's Screw okay. Screw your pride or whatever. It's okay to ask for help. Like it's okay for. To, it is okay for you to come crying to me in the middle of the night. What did saying, Brianna say? F your pride. Yeah. <laughs> You might be on do not disturb, but if you FaceTime me, I'll answer. Oh my gosh. But it's just like on stage do not disturb. Like my phone says like when I go to bed, it's, it's on do not disturb. She's but like, anyway. oh, y'all ain't interrupting my sleep. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh god. Period. Period, boo. No. But if you're my sister, I'll answer you no matter what. But it's just like the thing about it is I'm I'm here to help. Whatever I can. I won't give you money, but I'll give you advice. And take it, do use the advice. I, I will oh literally gosh, tell you millions of times. <laughs> like I'll tell you millions of times. If you don't follow it by the millionth millionth time, I I'm I'm like, you know what, it's fine. You Ooh, give you advice you for a million times? No, it'll be like ten it'll be like five times and it'll be like three That's a lot to me. Five? five You get three strikes and then after that I'm like, I'm sorry, you're not taking my advice. And Please stress me out hearing about it so I can't yeah. be a good friend about you. Like, yeah, the situation. I do no. feel like generational curses are a real thing. They are. No, most I, definitely, I they are. I feel like they are. Uh, so, all right, so, like, for me, right, like, when my, my parents were my age, my mom was a cigarette smoker and heavy. Like, my mom still has, like, little vapes and stuff, and I just quit smoking cigarettes for the for second you. time in my life. Yes, sir. Which, the craziest thing about it is, is when you quit smoking cold turkey, after that first week, you realize, holy shit, you can actually do this. And it's literally those cliches you've been hearing the entire time you've been a smoker. But it's 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 different things. I feel like generational curses, they come differently. So, like, your parents could be, your dad could be an alcoholic. Mm. Mm-hmm. And... You could be a person who struggles with vaping, mm-hmm. and it's Nicotine still addiction. it's still an addiction. It's just that because of the fact that your your father or your mother didn't have an answer on how to deal with their addiction, that comes to you as the child, whether that be in the same form or a different form. It could be pe- di- the same thing with people who grow up in abusive households. Mm-hmm. You could grow up in a physically abusive household and end up mentally abusing your soulmate or, or mentally abusing your significant other or your children. So, On that note specifically, please go to therapy. If you can't afford it, please go to therapy. <laughs> just, just go to therapy. Go to therapy. It's, it's not embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. So you go to the doctor to make sure that you're physically well. Go to therapy to make sure you're mentally well. I feel like that. Thank you. I, I agree with that, and I feel like every person should really go to therapy because I feel like everybody has a battle that they're fighting, whether yes, it be an inside sir. demon yeah. or an outside demon. And, you know, uh, that's why I believe in generational curses because I definitely believe that they can definitely, like, have a terrible effect on a person. I just think if you are, like, particularly us, you see yourself being able to, like, hurt somebody, like, uh, mentally or, like, emotionally or physically, do something about that. All right, that was that was deep. All right, and for our final topic of the night, 
colorism with an empty community. Let me repeat that again. Empty community. That's a lot of T's. Yes. I guess we're spilling it. We are. Yes. Yes. You're feeling it, Kennedy. You can take my turn. You can say it. No, I don't want to speak. You go first. <laughs> you see how she did? No, I want to speak. You no, go. I don't want to speak right now. I need to, I need to gather my thoughts. Keon. Uh, so when you talk about colorism, and you, there's so many different ways to attack this. Yeah. Uh, we got time for us. Honestly. <laughs> Take your time, man. You go ahead. You go ahead. Go first. You go first. Go first, girl. Take your time, Bishop. <laughs> The darker skin of like the people who have the darker skin of any community get to be treated a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's due to uh, European beauty standards. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, so when Europe decided, well, I say Europe, I mean mostly Britain. When Britain decided <laughs> that they wanted to colonize the rest of the world because Columbus did discovered this new world, in quotations, note that. Uh, And they wanted to enslave people of darker skin tones out there. And then this just like, became like the thing to treat people who have darker skin poorly because they're not of a fair complexion. I just think that's, well, as a dark skinned woman, kind of bad, Mm -hmm. really bad actually to understate it. Um, but like, it's not just a problem within the black community. Uh, I've heard from many of my Asian friends that, uh, if you are of darker skin and like Asian, like not even like Indian people get treated like they're not Asian, even though they are from the continent of Asia, of Asia. So like, it's it's everywhere. It's an epidemic. I just feel like not only is it an epidemic but it's especially and i'm I'm speaking just like on the inside of just like the black community itself you have a lot of like males that don't like dark-skinned women which to me is crazy because really when you look at it it's the dark-skinned women that actually have the best skin it's Mm -hmm. the dark-skinned women that actually are usually the prettiest Mm -hmm. like which means like, I have the best skin. As a dark-skinned woman, I'm interested in that comment. Clear, more clear than mostly anybody else. Mo- my friends that I have that are Gambian and that are, uh, I'll even say Niger, like dark-skinned Nigerian, like they have more of a clear. Their skin is clear. Mm. So like acne. Not just that. I mean, blemishes. they have not blemishes. even yeah blemishes. Yeah, that's true. Discolorations. <laughs> yeah, right here. Every person that's not ex- that is not considered extremely dark has discolorations in their skin. Mm, 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 mm. That's why there's black people that can go outside and still get sunburned. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sunscreen, mm. folks, every day. Me. Yes, sir. <laughs> we got sunscreen on our skin. What do you mean? Melanin. See what I'm um, colorism. I think it's just so horrible. Um, I'll never forget, like when I first came to Kilgore, when I went to Kilgore College and. Uh, now growing up I was super bright I was yellow but like I, I'll never forget I was in uh, it was called Kids R Us and it was a, a private Christian daycare slash school and I was super bright like I'm talking I didn't know this until I looked back and um, I remember this one guy said Ariana you need to go to the pool and um, well, go in a pool and, and go outside while the sun's super out so you can get dark and I remember I would hate my skin because I'm like damn like Everybody else around me is darker and then I'm getting made fun of because I'm lighter and I never understood that until as I got older I, This stigma of light skin dark skin in the black community is horrible And when I got to Kilgore, I remember people be like, well, you light skin, you light skin, well, you light skin, you, you full black You did I'm like, nigga, I'm black like just just because I'm like not dark doesn't mean I'm not less black than you Like I don't understand that and not too long ago, this one dude on campus, I, cause you know, my son, my tan is coming off cause we in January, I, I got super dark over the summer. And he's like, damn, that's crazy. You light skin? Who like, said that? what? I'm not exposing, I'm yeah. not exposing. 
Dude. I'm not exposing. But I looked at him like, what's wrong with you? Like, what, what, what's the big deal with light skin? Um, I noticed in the um, Indian community, um, my ex in particular, he was darker and he's Indian descent and his sisters and the rest of his family were lighter. And they would like make, well, he got over it, but when he was younger, they would talk crap about his skin tone because he was the darkest out of all of them. And I've heard things in the Hispanic community, like the darker you are, the less desirable you are. I just, I don't understand why the darker um, you are, the less desirable you'll be. And I know they said European standards. I, I mean, I understand why they say it, but I just don't understand why they can't see black beauty or darker beauty as beauty as whole. Here, here's on the topic of colorism and how darker people want to be lighter. Skin bleaching. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. That's a big thing skin in the Caribbean. Black China selling them. Skin I saw a exactly. video on Twitter of a woman bleaching her skin. You yeah. saw a video in, in a tub. Y'all yeah. know this? I saw it. It'll no. be like it'll be like some sort of soap, and it'll just be like yeah, no, they'll just lather, and it's just it like is, it is and they're like, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, a it's a literal soap. No, it's an actual soap. I know people that have bleached um, their skin. Yeah, and it's like like because it's hated like. There's a lot. That's why I always tell people, like, your your shade of black is beautiful to exactly. everybody that is black and that is listening in to this. Like, I really want you to understand, like, you are beautiful within your own skin. Appreciate and love yourself, because mm-hmm. especially when it comes to skin bleach, once you make that, you once you go through that process, you can't like, go back. Yeah, you, you really can't. And then on top of that, like. There's so many things that go wrong with you doing that to yourself mm-hmm. if you are naturally black and then you skin bleach yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why I try to tell people no matter what to just appreciate and love themselves. Be comfortable in your own skin. Whether if you're dark skin or light skin, like especially if you're dark skin, you, you should really be comfortable in your skin. Cause like I said, no seriously, y'all hype. What did Tupac say? The black of the baby, the sweet of the juice. And that's yeah. factual and we were riding with it. I'm not the first person to say it, and I'm probably not going to be the last, but you know how a painting is beautiful? You know how a statue can be beautiful, flowers, a garden, all of that can be beautiful, but it's not the same type of beauty. So translate that to people. Like, you can't, you don't have to look like a particular kind of person. Like, you can find Jennifer Lawrence pretty and Lapita Nyong'o pretty. And they're both different kinds of people. You don't have to have your skin to be a particular kind of shade. Love yourself because you're the only you that exists. Mm. I agree. That's like, a word. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Um, um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So just because you don't look like an Instagram model, you're not yellow or bright or whatever, whatever you believe is beautiful doesn't mean you're unattractive or not attractive. You know what I'm saying? So really love yourself, like Keon said, but that's easier said than done because that takes time, especially um, if you base what you think beauty is on uh, standards. Yeah, you don't want to get yourself caught up in the different stages of like colorism because of what other people think. Right. You don't want to live that life of which you let other people dictate not only your happiness, Mm-hmm. Yet again, I mean, we're coming back to being happy in your in your own skin. What do you have to say about it? Um, so again, I'm Caucasian, and sometimes, like, I don't hear it, but sometimes people tell me I have an accent, and mm-hmm. I automatically get labeled as a redneck. I'm not a redneck. Please don't call me a redneck. That's so I don't what? like the word. A lot of people. Um, here on campus? Not not here on campus. Oh. So Ooh. that and I don't like the word white white trash. <gasps> Ooh. I don't, I don't like that. Some of them be trashy though. But that doesn't mean everybody. It doesn't matter like, uh, like how would you feel if I said, you know what I mean? No, I get that, but like. I just, I don't, for me personally, I just don't like the word white trash. I don't like being called a redneck. No, no, I But I don't face any, I just want to say, I don't face any inequality, first of all. Mm -hmm. People of color do. I don't, I'm, I, I mean, I'm not really, I'm not a minority. I mean, I'm. I have friends who are people of color. Mm-hmm. I remember my ex. So my ex is African American, and we went to South Lake one time, and we went to this store, and it was a whole bunch of you know, it was like a, it's kind of weird to say like you know one of those like prissy white girl stores, kind of like Marc Jacobs. I don't know yeah. if it was Marc Jacobs, but you know like when you go on there, you don't see anybody else but blondes, you know, and 
this lady was following him around like he was about to steal something and i was like excuse me can you please stop following my boyfriend like mm-hmm. what are you looking at right yeah. and i didn't buy anything from that store and it's i hate seeing my friends experience that mm-hmm. so i always speak up so if you ever see it speak up mm-hmm. we don't have time for the racist bullshit it's, it's the hate we don't have time for it it's too much hate in the world already i yeah i agree and that's another thing too like back to the colorism topic i think just because some uh a person is of lighter skin tone it doesn't automatically mean i mean technically all of our ancestry is mixed no one is just black or just white or just hispanic or just asian this that and the third but i think just because you see a lighter skin person it doesn't automatically mean like oh you got a you got a white daddy or you got a white mama or a hispanic daddy like it's just i don't understand why y'all why some people associate like not typical black features or skin tone with the beauty. Please mind your business about people's parentage. Exactly, like I'm full Negro. And what, and it's like they have like this hope. What do you mix with? Black and black. Oh, for real? Black and black or white? Uh, yeah, for real, I'm full, I almost said the whole world. I'm, I'm full black, you know what I'm saying? So I don't understand like, it's, it's like an excitement thing in the community. Oh, this person ain't full black, what are they? What are they, Ooh, what are you, what are you? black oh really you disappointed like you went black like what is wrong with you but that's all i can get into it but i don't want to talk too long on it and then you also have to think back in slavery times you have the lighter skin african slaves in the house while mm-hmm. you have the darker skin slaves outside yes you're right so it's just like that's probably where that's where that division comes from they're like oh so you white skin oh you so masses daughter huh? you must you must <laughs> no. i mean that's what it was I mean, yeah but it's still not fun to hear it's, it's not, not it's but really it's not. true i remember my grandma my grandma is super light like i remember when i was a kid i confused her with a hispanic woman when i my mom, my mom said i went up to me now that was just a full-on hispanic woman but my grandma, when she was in college, she said uh, in her history class, they were talking about slavery and things like that. And she received, um, said she remember her white professor talking about how, you know, the master would, you know, rape the slaves and then uh, the lighter kids would come out. And he was staring at my grandma the whole time because my grandma did not look like a typical black woman. I guess because she looks so different, it's kind of like, oh, you something, something in you. And I think that is just so ignorant. Like, it ignorant. it's just, it just reminds us that the ignorance, and I don't understand another thing is why we can still talk about the Holocaust and 9 11 and things like that, but we can't talk about slavery. And that went on for hundreds of years. And we didn't know till way later on in Texas that slavery was free, right? So I feel like we need to be more interactive about slavery and know more about slavery and educate ourselves. Because I don't like people say, just let it go. It's hard to let it go because there's a lot of stigma behind it in the, back, in the black community. It didn't end not too long ago. It did not. It's only been like 50 years since and then, uh, the civil rights movement. So That's you're talking right. and then you one know, generation, yeah. realistically. And look, you also have to think, lynching is finally came illegal. That is, that's finally That's 65 a hate years crime. later. That's finally a hate 65 crime. 65 years later. A federal hate crime, yeah. Federal. All right, y'all. So, we spilled a lot today. Yeah, we really We spilled a lot today. Yeah. So, any closing remarks from anyone? Oh, well, the, the be kind to world. others and be kind to yourself. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mind your business too. Good Lord, like if it doesn't pertain to you and got nothing to do to you, don't worry about it. Worry about your mind the business that pays you. So if that person's business don't pay you. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Period. Mind your business and watch your mouth. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I hope everybody has a really good week. I know we are recording this on a Sunday and this episode will be posted on a Tuesday, but I really hope since is since this is the beginning of a new month, I really hope everybody's manifestations that are coming into fruition this month comes into fruition. And I also hope that everybody has a good week and go to all their classes. Yeah. Ooh, wee. <laughs> well, look at that. All your everybody, everybody in this room. Everybody needs to go to class this week for the rest of the month. March, March. you say. March. 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 March.
fruition. So I can't believe everybody you said, mind your business and then call this all out. What's the oh me? Mind your business. I'm looking at. But go to class. And but go to class. At and I'm, she might as well have so mind your business. Go to class, and I'm looking at you. She should have said she was looking at the name. Yeah, mind exactly. your business, because exactly. I'm minding it. You know what I mean? Mind your business, because I'm right there. I'm only in my mind again. I'm managing it. Clock in. <laughs> <laughs> go to class. It's seriously mandatory. Uh, Me will come after y'all if y'all don't go to class. Scrappy. Scrappy will be like, ah. Oh, like, oh, what? Scrappy. Scrappy. Like, like, what class you with right now? This Bro, I will be myself if I saw Scrappy like staring at somebody like this and they not going to class. Right. I will be like, you can't see her. Standing over you like, oh, you finna trap. Like, who you finna? No, no. I you like, oh my God, y'all couldn't see her, but she fully stood up, put her hands on her hips and stared down at you like an angel mother. Yeah. You know, I should have my belt. No, it's like this. You know, when you're back in the middle school and you on the computers and you're doing something you're not supposed to do and the teacher's like, I need you to log out. Stand over you. I need you to log out. That's crappy. You know that one friend that be tweeting a little reckless? Just, I need you to log out. I need you to log out right now. I don't need you to deactivate the account real quick. We, we need your phone. We need your phone. But Pisces season is here. My birthday is less than 12 days away. Yes, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, uh, it is Pisces season and the best season. Mercury you know what? Is also only... in retrograde, so don't text them. You no, got nothing to say. Text me. You know who you are. Don't text them. Don't hey, leave hey, it alone. Hey, hey, hey. Leave it alone. Road prosper. Look, yes. all I know is, is this, Happy that spring break oh, is less than two weeks away. I'm going okay. to Colorado and Spring break is next week. Musk, spring break next week. I'm going to Colorado. My birthday is less than Wait. two weeks away. Uh, I'm going so I'm at birth, I'm at day 12. I'm going you know what? I'm, less, I'm at day 12. I'll be there Saturday my, through Monday. Uh, 12 days away from my birthday. Ooh, wee! I can't wait. Friday the 13th. I'm gonna get my nose pierced, probably dye one of my hairs. I don't know. Do it. I'm gonna go to the casino for the first time. I've never been to the casino. She's gonna win $25 and film. No, like no. You said $25,000. She's gonna win a million dollars. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it like this. Where's my check? Get it. I was here first. Hand it here. Hand it here. Shoot. Give it. Any last remarks? Any more last remarks? Here? Uh, follow me on <laughs> the last word with Keon Kendrick. That is I, Keon Kendrick. Follow me, Podcast Poppy, on Twitter, Keon underscore Kendrick mm-hmm. on IG. Follow me. Holler at your boy, and I thank y'all for bringing me in. This has been a wonderful time with y'all. Oh my goodness. Yes, it has been wonderful, but you know what also would be wonderful? Following me on Instagram at Tastefully Trish. Also, you can follow me on Twitter for my thoughts and for my like my kind words. K-Bye. That's M-M-K-A-Y-B-I. Thank you. And I also hope that everybody has a good week. And since spring break does start next week. I hope y'all have a great spring break as well. Be careful. Be careful. People be crazy. All righty, y'all. Thank you. And have a great day. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.